Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Now that I'm not ready, sure. Nah, 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 we're not doing that. We're going to do it from the beginning the way it should be. Here we go. You. Are now. About to witness. The awesome. Uh, A crushing uh, mm. might of the U G S Robinson show. Stop it! Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly apparently never ends. This is version number a two, a one, a seven of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. If you're overseas, you go finally on time. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like, well, what's the big deal? Anyway. Oh, sorry. I just had some breakfast. Apparently never ends. Focus on that. Uh, we got a big show for you. But first, let's let Bob Riley sing us in as he has every week since 2007. The song is called Intro, All of Nothing. The band is Stigmata. The record is Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. Where they shoot you to death in the nightclub, hit your car with a hammer, and if you're very, very lucky, they'll run your mayor pro tem out of town. Revelation Records, go and find it if you want to buy it. I also sell them, but I can't be bothered with all that. Listen, listen well. But I could not see so clear. A real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. Yeah, yes, my friends. Yeah, you see now I've got I've got that old matrix of old guidedness. I got the I got the cord that holds on the glasses. And then I got I got the the, the, the the cloth to clean the glasses that hang on the cord. All I need now to make this picture complete are one of those little rubber change purses that you that you squeeze to get your change so that I can get on front of, uh, online in front of you at the supermarket and they say, sir, that comes to 1857 and I utter those words that make you long for death when an old guy is in front of you. Ah, just a second. <laughs> and I pull out that little change purse, and you think, well, it's okay. There's still hope left. I can still live. I can still live, mother. He's got two quarters, a nickel and two pennies. Nah, not today. 
If the guy has perfected his old guy standing, that's not the change he's counting out. The change he's counting out if he's an old guy at nickels and dimes and pennies, which he can't really see that well. And uh, and then he's got to start again. And then he's talking about, you know, uh, his daughter and his grandson. And, uh, and next thing you know, you're like third in line. You're thinking, do I really need this insulin I just got from the pharmacy here at Safeway? I I don't really need and you keel over and another one bites the dust. Score one for team old dude. Anyway, the glasses are clean. The pipe is ready. The hat is on because I just run from jujitsu and I've done this. Ran right into the show because we're going to the aquarium this afternoon. You know, the aquarium. Yeah, that's a place where they don't shoot people who are trying to enjoy themselves. Imagine they don't shoot you at the aquarium. We're going to talk about the places they might shoot you very soon. Let's get the commercials out of the way. Uh, look what I found. I was so happy to find these. You'll be unhappy with the reason that I had to find them. I had a reason because I, I need a refresher on the lyrics. Look at that. Look how big that is. It's like as big as my face. A resting place for, 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 for strangers. And, and, and listen, I went. this is where I go running. <laughs> so it's got the creepy appeal. And I went running for the first time there after a long time with COVID. This is Shoreline Amphitheater. I went there again yesterday in the 84-degree heat, and I almost died. So that's a good thing. And this is the second record. Look at that vinyl. It's called The Easy Way Out. That's where they constructed all this healthy Google stuff. That's what they used. Broke in there and took the photo. The screwy thing about this photo is that those lights are mo motion-activated. So to get the, Kasha took the photo, but to get the photo, I had to run up and down the stairs while she took the photo to activate the lights. So this was an exhausting photo shoot. Anyway, that's what, that, yeah, I'm excited about finding those records because I, I, I wasn't sure that I had them. Of course, I need them for the lyrics, but uh, that's a small, and I got the lyrics somewhere. That's not the point. Commercials, Pinko, P-I-N-K-O 95014 at yahoo.com. If you want to donate via PayPal, Eugene-Robinson-28. If you want to do it by Cash App or Venmo, I get those confused always. Uh, or Planet Oxbow. If you one of those is uh, Cash App, the other is Venmo. You could do it the old-fashioned way. Is to do it through the mail like Tommy B. And I, I got to call Tommy B. Actually, you know what? Let's just text him because I keep saying that and then I forget. I'm not the bestest friend in the world. However, <laughs> however, let's see, Tommy Pounds. However, uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to ask him, you you still breathing? Uh, um, you could do it the old-fashioned way, the way he used to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just texted him. Uh, or, or you could go through patreon.com slash the stomper. Uh, 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 so, uh, so those are the ways you can donate money to the show. If you show, should so choose one of you reminded me yesterday on the Twitter machine. Um, uh, I think it was Twitter. Like, remember knuckle up. Ah, uh, that was a good show. Now, a lot of people who used to listen to knuckle up because knuckle up was a, a bloody elbow property. A lot of people that used to listen to knuckle up don't even know that this show exists because they didn't publicize the existence of this show on knuckle up i didn't know it at the time 
really. I don't know if there was a clear handoff. And of course, Bloody Elbow has no obligation to do it. And if you remember correctly, the reason that I had, one of the reasons, one of the secret reasons that I had to kill Knuckle Up was because it was for Bloody Elbow, technically a Vox property, technically a competitor to Ozzy. So I just, I was getting a lot of, uh, 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 as you may have read, if you read the Substack, a lot of pressure to cease working for the competition. And they were just going to run me over the barrel until I quit. So I had to make an on care, don't care. Technically, I'm a guest. Uh, if the shoes fit is now no longer under the aegis of Vox. So I could continue to do that show technically as a guest. It's Alexi's show. Um, and they even, you know, even in light of all that, uh, they, they, I had to move Knuckle Up off of Vox so it would just be my own thing. And even in light of that, they were trying to take the Substack away and they were going to work on taking away the Show Stomper or Knuckle Up as the case may have been. So there were changes. Also, I said after 500 shows, because we went backwards, I said I was going to set myself aflame if I had been not nominated as journalist, MMA Journalist of the Year by the end of that, by the time we got to 500. And then I altered it. I didn't move the goalpost. I go, well, technically, I'm probably not. I'm a journalist, and I write about MMA, but I'm more a commentary. I will accept either of those. And you did. And then I said, okay, okay, okay. You know, setting yourself on fire is a serious thing. So how about this? We get 100 people to say, Eugene, don't set yourself on fire. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that was you. Uh, Eugene, don't set yourself on fire. And uh, I said, okay, I will. if 100 people say, Eugene, don't set yourself on fire, I'll go for it. And we got to like 97. <laughs> so I was like, all right. It's fine. You let me know how much you love me. So into the dustbin went knuckle up and reborn now is show stomper. Of course, the numbers increase with show stomper, but we're still going to have an event at 500. Don't know what it's going to be. Haven't decided. Haven't decided. I, yeah, Mr. Is, I think about that a lot. I think about the extensive arguments. If you read the Substack, the House Negro gets it in the end. If you read that, the amount of pressure that I was under in May to kill that, to kill, uh, uh, look what you made me do, which is the official name of the Substack, the amount of pressure, and this is without knowing what was going to happen in the future. The amount of pressure I came under was Brobdenagian. It was a huge amount of pressure from the COO and the CEO, you know, and, 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 but there's a great thing. If you've been a fighter and like any, any of us who fight, know, you know, there's a point at which you get where you just go. Like if you read the fight book, oh man, I'm loaded for bear where we did that book show. The guy wants some copies of the book. I said, I'll bring you copies of the book. If you read the fight book, you'll know there's a point at which you get to. And it's, it's, it's like when the clouds clear, or like, you know, people who have problems with addiction and they talk about these moments of clarity, the clouds clear and you just kind of go, yeah, no. Today, the chapter in there is the knife fighting one, which got the book banned in the UK. They said, today, I'm going to bleed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, go on, Mr. J. Gell, go, go do some stuff outside. You do the healthy thing. Go out, Run. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to bleed a little bit today. Nah, I, I, it's your business. It's my life. Hope I don't need the health insurance in the next six months. 
Oh, and I almost wrote them a huge check for all those magical stock options that are worth underwater now and in perpetuity. I was actually thinking that last night, walking through the house, thinking about watching the fights, thinking about the show and thinking, man, I'm so glad I didn't kill this stuff. And they were this close. And those of you who watch Knuckle Up, you might have thought, Eugene's just out of his mind. He's just out of his mind. He's just ranting about stuff. No, it was all very real, as you've been able to figure out. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that anymore. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you made it. Got the commercials out of the way. And yes, 45% drop. If you listen to If the Shoes Fit, you know what I said about Tesla. I, I, I know a guy who was a number six guy at Tesla. He was the one who helped me to Marty Eberhardt. I went over to their offices when it was just out of a warehouse in Menlo Park. Marty Eberhardt is the guy who started the company. He goes, we're going to ultimately be destroyed. I go, get your payout before them. He goes, that's my plan. He goes, Toyota, Hyundai, the big three, they're going to take our technology. They're already to scale. They can do it better, faster, longer. I mean, it's all about getting people to do it. They've had the technology to do electric cars for a long time, but people are like, electric car, that's outrageous. I'm not going to do it. Well, they'll do it now. You know, they had the technology to invent phone, video phones, but they, they did studies after studies, and they found out that people didn't like the idea of video phones initially because they like lying. <laughs> and they couldn't lie with a video phone as well as they could in the old-fashioned days. But, you know, the phone figured out that the solution to this was just to bundle it with a bunch of stuff. You know, I had a CEO tell me back in 2002, maybe 2003, he said that people are going to do all their reading in the future over the phone. I looked at my buddy and I just started laughing at this guy. He didn't know, you mean this little flip phone I had, my little Nokia slide phone? I'm going to read the newspaper on this. You're out of your mind. Presage smartphones. Of course, I didn't, and I should have known, had already worked at Apple, already remember the Newton. Yeah, boy, another guy. Another, they're the Beastie Boys. They're never going to make it. Okay, I've not been right all the time, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So you listen, you know, I got guys I know who think they're stock geniuses and they're like, no, no, go for a friend of mine. Her name was Evelyn. And she said her mother made millions of dollars in the stock market. I go, good. She's good pays to start early. She goes, no, no, she didn't start early. She didn't start until I got to Silicon Valley. I go, well, she just invests in the companies I've worked at. Uh, well, did she invest in all the companies? I, no, no, no. Not all the companies I work at. What companies has she invested? She works at the companies that I work at where I like the CEO. Talk to guys in, in, in VC, guys I know in the Valley. So how do you make your decisions about who you're going to, you know, you know, Zuckerberg, you put money into Facebook. He goes, I got to like the CEO. Got to like the CEO. Everything flows from there. You wouldn't go to a dinner party at John Wayne Gacy's house, would you? Or would you? You know, I asked my buddy who worked there, number six employee at Tesla. What do you think of this guy? He goes, well, at first I hated him. And then I understood him. Never said he liked him. Never said he liked him. <laughs> this is a classic case of a guy who takes something and runs it into the ground. They had to run his ass out of PayPal, you know, and now 45% drop as people realize this guy can't do one job well, much less two jobs. Now he's trying to weasel out of it. To, you know, the Twitter deal. The Twitter was like Tony Roselli from America Tonight. No, don't clap for me. Clap, clap for me. No, don't clap for me. Clap for me. Who else is coming up with $54 billion for Twitter? Twitter is a toy. Okay, yeah, I know I was the one who said that, that, the, the, that the internet was a flash in the pan. But based on 
based on pet rocks and CB radios, it was a reasonable assumption at the time. And keep in mind, I was working on the first version of the internet. I don't mean like Al Gore. I was creating it. I was a journalist then, and I was and I was working in the defense industry. So I was working on DARPAnet, and it was misery. <laughs> so I listen. I now look. I I had a basis in reality. It wasn't like I had a wild hair up my ass. So Elon Musk, pretty funny. So is a, the guy? The guy clearly, clearly. They were so easy with this conservatorship with with Britney. There are a bunch of people put Kanye in there, put Musk in there. You know, you know the dude's got five sons. Do you know that? You ever read about his ex wife, what he got married to in college, and their actual continued beef uh, on the on the Twitter machine? <laughs> like I've said to my buddy, I said, listen, he goes, I know you love you love Trump, bro. I got I got you with the Trump thing. That's what we call a segue. Pay attention. It's coming. <laughs> because I know he says, but I'm a New Yorker, and I've been exposed to this guy's act for a long time. And they always say with presidents, you know, would you want to have a beer with him? I said, you couldn't last more than five minutes having a beer with Trump. First of all, he doesn't drink, he says. Second of all, after about five minutes, you would be Exhausted. Exhausted. How much, how, once you cue into that personality type, and I'm sure, you know, when I'm talking about a clinical narcissist, you're like, oh, Yuji, you're one to talk. Really? Because right now I'm not talking about me. I'm not even talking about my ideas. I'm trying to frame a scenario that exists in some sort of an objective world. You would not get that from five minutes of 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 a, of a drinking dinner with Musk or these guys. I, I, have you ever seen a person in the grips of their addiction? I don't mean an addiction, their personal addiction. It's weird. It's weird. There is a woman recently who had a gambling addiction, which most of us think is harmless. She says to her roommate, she's in her 40s, her friend roommate, she's going through some hard times, lost her place. Hey, can I stay at your place? Friend takes her in. Says, I need some money. Gives her the money. She needs some money to go back to the casino. The friend says, no, no, I, I'm not going to give you any more money. Just stop. Relax. She goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. She gets some ketamine and puts it in her coffee. Woman passes out and or dies from ketamine overdose or is then subsequently murdered by her roommate. Well, she's murdered by the roommate no matter what. Whether she died from the overdose or a pillow over the face, without the ketamine, she's alive. Woman takes the money, gambles it, and loses it. <laughs> now, now uh, I'm, I'm, I say this by way of saying, and I mentioned Gacy, and it's come around again, he was clearly addicted addicted and in a very cone of silence narcissist way you look at the immediate actions and activities and not beyond that you don't have that chemical precursor that allows prevision say well if i kill the woman whose house i'm living in at some point i'm either going to have to get a new place to live or alternatively someone might come looking for her i need to have a plan b 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. All of you guys in the comments, I know people listening on SoundCloud hate it because they can't see the comments. I'm just giving thumbs up to the last three comments about ketamine, inebriation, and Hyundai. So if you want the, if you listen to SoundCloud, go to the YouTube thing. I click the button, which I mean, I think we'll keep the live chat on to the YouTube version of the show in perpetuity. So you guys are on stage now for the world. Somebody's going to, I have been, and the way it's weird with addiction, mine has been to, to sugar. Oh, some would say other things. I told a friend of mine, got to keep me. Keep an eye out for me. He's an addiction expert. Spent all of his time. Had a problem. He had his own addiction problems. And I was like, in my mind, you know, your mind is like doing in front of the curtain stuff and behind the curtain stuff. I was like, hey, man, I'm just going to go over there with those people over there. That is in front of the curtain stuff. My mind has completely got me convinced that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something with these people over there. We're just going to have to say it's not no normal thing. Behind the curtain, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he just happened to, he's like, okay. He passed by the outside the curtain stuff, got behind the curtain and said, this is Scott Kelly from, from Neurosis. We were on tour together. He's like, nah, you come with me. I'm like, nah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Nah, nah, nah. I need help loading this stuff up. You got to get into the car. And I'm like, yeah. and he's like, yeah. I go, okay, okay. That was a tour we're supposed to help each other. He goes, you got, you got to help me. I got to lose some weight. I'm 265. I can't, I can't walk out. My knees are hurting. You got to help me. So, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you lose weight. You know? So we go to Waffle House. <laughs> Waffle? Yes, we go to Waffle House. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, just eat what I eat. You'll be fine. Because what are you eating? I'm going to have some waffles. Some scrambled eggs. No butter on the waffles. And he's like, well, you can't eat waffles without butter. I said, all right. Well, you know, I look up and dude is like got half or like two, the whole, every stick of butter you could find on the table spread over the waffles. I'm like, hey, man, you're not going to, I didn't get, see, I, I, the rear curtain in the rear. He was like, I'm going to have what you have. This is the curtain out here, the front curtain. I'm like, ah, okay, that's cool. In the back curtain, he was like, wait till I get my hands in that fucking butter. People will kill. Gacy, I am sure. Once he realized that that was his thing, it was like he he kidding, he went into a store. The last guy he got popped for mostly. I think he killed beyond that. But he goes into a store, sees this young guy, says, hey, can I talk to you for a second outside? Witnesses watch him walk outside, talk to this guy. That guy's never seen again. John Wayne, uh, uh, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy escaped. And during the period of time when he escaped, he murdered somebody. They are looking for him. He escaped. He was tied into his addiction in a way that everybody is tied into their addiction. It's like it it hits those serotonin things and it makes you, it relaxes you. Like Kevin Weeks from the fight book said, which I did not include in the fight book, about Jimmy Whitey Bulger. He said, murder was Jimmy's thing. I don't know. It seemed to relax him. So, so we've gotten a little bit far afield here, but my point is, <laughs> yeah, Bundy escaped twice and murdered both of those times. 
as soon as he got out. So to see somebody in 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 in, in the in, in the in the grips, it, it, it's it, which is kind of my inroad into getting into talking about the schoolyard shooting. I under I I understand, I understand the plight of the underclass, right? And I understand the argument about the Second Amendment rights in America. This is not about that. These were men in their thirties. And I, I hang out at this park all the time. I'm not pulling up my car. I'm not playing drill music. Nigga this, nigga that, nigga this, nigga that, nigga this, nigga that, nigga that, nigga that, nigga that, nigga that, nigga that, all day long with their kids listening as they sit and smoke weed and watch the kids. I did notice a preponderance of the color red. Red. I'm not thinking anything. I'm just a guy from Brooklyn. What do I know? Red. People don't really do that shit, do they? Well, the guy who was Devontae Adams, who was apparently a football player for the Raiders, his cousin is the only one to get shot who actually died. At at 5.30 in the the afternoon, kids are playing, kids are filming it, have been in the park filming themselves. And then they also ended up filming themselves running, screaming, Mom, God, help me, help me, Mom. Thank God none of the kids were shot. I'm sitting here. And I get you know, Kasha and her mother, and they're thinking about going to the park. This park my kid loves. Some way she likes it. She likes it. I mean, this is several blocks, this is four or five blocks from the house. They call this neighborhood a low-income neighborhood. Man, you know, you don't know income, low income. Huh? But this is being manipulated. This is being manipulated. Facebook is pouring tons of money. They on the bulletin boards at Facebook, they're putting ten thousand dollars stipends for people who buy houses in this neighborhood. And you know what? People are buying houses, but you know what they're not doing? I'm moving into them. Buy the house, rent it out, take the stipend. I maintain that if I could float through this neighborhood and I was given like ten rejection, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true, Mister Is. Ten reject, uh, yeah. I uh, when I went to to South <laughs> to Central America, I got poverty down there. It's like, oh, okay. Well, that's how I feel coming from New York to California. This is supposed to be a low income neighborhood. I'm seeing 1.5 million dollar houses. I don't know low income. I don't know shit about low income, but it's being manipulated. And Facebook puts tons of money, and they want to secure. And they, uh, people buy the house, and they say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna. uh, speculators are buying houses and they double back on that and they start this thing called OPA, which is supposed to make the houses safe and easy for nonprofits to buy so they can then turn around and generate low-income housing. If you could take 10, if you had 10 rights of removal, I could remove 10 scumbag houses from this neighborhood and it would decrease and and diminish the amount of misery that this neighborhood feels on the daily. One of those guys who was shot was found on Fordham, which is like two blocks from the fucking park. He essentially went home. This has got nothing to do with this has got nothing to do with the plight of the this plight of the underclass that underclass nothing. These were guys involved in a criminal enterprise, you know, who were who were pursuing criminal ends as a lifestyle. Dude who got shot, Devontae Adams' uh cousin or nephew or some kind of relationship, uh blood relationship, had gotten out of San Quentin two years. Two years ago for gang-related activities. God love you. I'm the last person in the world that you will ever hear. Yeah, I'm grew up rooting for the bad guys. 
But what I say is, you're a bad, bad guy. You, John Gotti's next door neighbor ran down and killed John Gotti's kid. He's like, ah, oh, it's terrible. Sorry, terrible. Sorry. And John Gotti was like, yeah, it's a terrible accident. And John Gotti's wife stayed on him. I can't, what kind of man are you? You're going to let this piece of shit live next door? His wife, the guy, happy wife, happy life. Keep himself happy. The guy one day, nobody's ever found him. That guy should have seen it coming. I don't know why he didn't move. I, I All these movies, every single movie I've seen the last week, they have people doing things that I would never do. Oh, the bad guy is coming. Let me go back to the room and grab my coat. <laughs> the fucking coat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go back for the coat. You know, there's nothing. I don't need. Don't need. I got caught once when I was nine years old. When I said I went back, ah, I told you I wrote about in the Substack when I almost killed the West Indian with the cinder block, and he came around. I was nine years old, caught me. So these guys, you know, there's a big Hell's Angels compound here, about eight blocks that way. That Hell's Angels compound has been there since since I moved here in 1987. Takes up the whole corner lot. It's huge. Ten foot high walls. See the guys riding in. Sometimes they come in colors. Sometimes not. This is soul. This is a Soul Brothers neighborhood. Of course, I know the guy who's the president of Soul Brothers. He's got a UFC connection. Segway. They come and go. Come and go. Some feds were watching them sitting in the car in the van friend of mine who's who's friends with uh fed said some woman looks at him she walks up to the van and says hey can i talk to you guys for a second and they go oh yeah yeah, no it's the side of the van said electrician he's like yeah hey um why don't you leave those guys alone (laughs) like what we're just not why don't you leave them alone they are in fact the only reason this block is safe (laughs) this is back in the bad 80s there's good bad guys and they're bad, bad guys. I'm not even saying don't kill each other. But if your goal was to remove four competitors from the field of play, you only got one. You shot four. And you brought a bunch of heat onto the enterprise and nobody needs their neighborhood hot. You're a bad, bad guy. And I have I have about as much joy in watching you work as I do any other gang that can't shoot straight, vis-a-vis America <laughs> struggling with Iraq, America struggling with Vietnam, Russia st- str- struggling with Ukraine. You can't root for the bad bad guy. Your brain is like Jesus. The guy, the six foot nine, six foot eight guy who ran off with the prison guard. Why was that guy not lying down in the back seat and having her drive with the wig? I have a friend who during the bad day, they would go do these jobs and routinely, a black guy and a white guy, routinely uh, leaving the scene, the black guy would take a nap in the back. Because then it's just another white guy in the car and nobody even sees him. Bad, bad guys. 
What bad? Nobody in the hell's there. They've been there since 1987. You think there are no bodies in that house? Not at 5.30 in the afternoon with, with uh, in the middle of a kid's softball game. In my mind now, you find those guys who got shot and you find the guys that did the shooting and you you guys are getting fired. Oh, well, it's okay. I'll get a job in Home Depot. You don't understand. <laughs> when you get fired from being a bad, bad guy, there's only one trip, one other trip you're taking. And I tried, I tried, you know, I tried, I tried that kind of, that kind of lefty thing, you know, just tried, ah, you know, there's the, the inherent, you know, indignities endured by the lower classes, created situations where you got to, and then I remember, I remember my mom at the same point, cut from the same cloth, have that helper gene, and she used to work at Spofford, which was like the junior Rikers Island in New York. And she's, you know, these kids, you know, they're, they're throwaway people. They need help. So I tell you what, we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna go over to uh, we're gonna go over to uh, the projects. We're gonna they have in uh, yeah Oakland. Uh, Hell's Angels were formed in Oakland. And then we're gonna go over to uh, the projects. So we're gonna have a, a Halloween celebration. It'll be great. Go over to Halloween celebration. Oh, Jean, my mother calls me. She goes, hey, they're, they're bobbing for apples. Why don't you go bob for apples? And I'm like, cool. I stand online bobbing for apples, and one kid is bobbing for apples. Other kid jumps on the back of his head, smashes the kid's mouth on the side of the metal barrel. Now the kid's bleeding in the water where the apples are. He's running after the kid. They're fist fighting. A pool ball fight breaks out. I look at my mom. She goes, yeah, let's go. <laughs> lots of reasons lots of reasons you know what fuck your reasons i don't care i don't care i don't care anymore don't care sorry your mother's got a gold nipple not my fault sad story take your sad story on the fucking road i understand we're all being manipulated but <laughs> Nobody manipulated you into shooting those guys at 5.30 in the afternoon in the park where my kids play. My kid plays. Nobody. Now, do the cops drive? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention that the park is two blocks from the police station? I I didn't mention that, did I? Oh, I guess it didn't. And that the cops drive every day back and forth. Okay, weed is not what it used to be in California. Open containers. How about you not even saying anything about the open containers or the weed? How about saying nothing about any of that? How about just parking your car there? I see cop cars parked all over. Guys are looking at their email, checking out their Facebook, whatever. Just pull a car up there. It exerts a chilling effect. Am I saying that? The guy who always roots for bad guys? Is that my saying? Yeah, because good bad guys are not phased by that. They're off somewhere making money. A friend of mine went to Hainan Island. It's like the island of prostitution off of China. He tells me I wasn't there. You know, uh, but look, he said, he said, the Chinese have a saying. Don't laugh at the prostitute. Laugh at the poor person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. When Whitey Bulger, do you know the story? That's trade day. Thank you for bringing that up. So SoundCloud, I'm sorry, Trey Day brings up, and I'm going to have it take a slight digression here. He brings up the day where Kevin Weeks told uh, the bald one 
you got to pay. He was in the middle of a class. It wasn't between a break or in general. They walked on the mat in shoes in the middle of the class. So can I talk to you for a second? Because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a class now. They just stood there. So, okay, class, give me a second. <laughs> he says, well, what, what, what? He goes, pretty popular class you got here. You need to pay us $5,000 every other week for this thing. So $10,000 a month. We'll we'll be by tomorrow. Get the check or get the cash. Is that, oh, okay. Got an airplane. Whoops. Gone. Boom. That's a man who knows how. Hey, there are lots of things about the bald one. He didn't go back for his coat. (laughs) He didn't decide to wait it out, try to negotiate. Nah, 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 nah. Big fish eat little fish. So, um... Somebody once said, if you're about, if you're young, you're 20, you should be an anarchist. And if you're 60, you should be a Republican or some bullshit like that. You, you can find it. That's not what, that's not where this is going. You're talking to a bad guy. Bad guys don't want their kids shot either. Imagine that. You dumbasses. You don't do that in a kid's park. Sorry. This didn't this did not advance your business interests. The same thing that caused you to fail out of high school is causing you to fa- fail out of the bad guy Olympics. And guess who's going back to jail? The guy who's not dead. Criminal activities. Yeah. Welcome to him. Welcome to him. You got your criminal activities. Speaking of criminal activities, didn't your heart just drop a little bit when they announced the judges for the Holly Holmes? Caitlin Vera fight. I did it. I was okay. And then they said that magical name. And somebody said, I think Mr. Is pointed out that he actually uh, voted for Holmes. But Sal D'Amato's name, Sal D'Amato's name came up. And I was like, if I had been standing at the bedding window, I'd be like, no, 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 Dropped a little knowledge to make me feel better about the whole okay. And I didn't know this, and I should have known. All I'm doing, you got to understand, you know, we all play to our, our, our tribal interest. And being a long-time degenerate, <laughs> I've been watching videos of uh, Holly Holm and Johnny Boney Joni training together. And I'm like, yeah. Friends, hmm. friends, they are friends. Get them, get the fuck out of here with that. Friends, they are friends. At one point, I had a roommate, and I say, "Hey, uh, where's your boyfriend?" And she goes, "Who do you mean?" I go, where's Don? Where's Don, your boyfriend? Where's Don, your boyfriend? Because he's not my boyfriend. I go, oh, really? Hmm. What are you guys? 
And she goes, well, we're friends. I go, huh. You and I are friends, right? <laughs> Checkmate! <laughs> she goes, yeah, well, I'll go. So is there is there a difference in how you're friends with Don and you're friends with me? Yeah. Johnny, Boney, Joni, and Holly Holmes are friends. So that's what I've been focused on. And then Mr. Is starts dropping knowledge about, ah, I didn't know that she was like on Candace Owens and that she's with the Winkle John, the QAnon and all. Uh, you know, and these people say they gave the basketball player a hard time for protesting Black Lives Matter. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Ah, yeah, man. I just, I, I, I'd, I'd, um, listen, I got pretty reprobate, unpleasant attitudes and opinions about stuff. And you don't see me talking about it. <laughs> well, I mean, you do. <laughs> but uh, but the point is, the point is, I'm not signed on to, yeah, I guess I, I guess I feel stupid. I went back for the coat. I guess I missed this whole preacher's daughter thing. And the thing is, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not joining anybody else's shtick. That's what rubs me the wrong way. We will not do what they want to do, what they say. Oh, no. They're bad brains. I put that up on Thursday. My throwback, if you follow me on Instagram, you see my throwback Thursday picture. Me and the audience at the Bad Brains. We will not. We will not do what they want to do, what they say. Oh, no. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's trade day. That's where I'm going. It's like, come on. You can fool some of the people some of the time. Not fooling me. That's why your wife left. Whatever. I don't know. I don't, this is a personal thing. I don't know. I don't know. You know, the hardest thing about cheating on your partner <laughs> is if you should ever have the occasion of running into the person that you're cheating with, acting like the person is dead to you. Now let me see if I can if I can tell this story. I remember at one point coming out of uh, out of uh, um, this woman's bedroom, and her girlfriend came over. She said, "My girlfriend's coming over because she believes that we slept together." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever, you know, shit, I shit." And I hear the car pull up, and I look outside, and I see the girlfriend getting out of the car. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh fuck that shit. <laughs> got my clothes on fast. She got out of that car with a certain amount of fire. And uh, and she, you know, <laughs> nah, bro, not fucking around. <laughs> she, she had some size on her. I got nervous. Got my clothes on. Went out to the couch, got a book. I mean, I was supposed to be there. I wasn't supposed to be in the bedroom. This is back in the 80s. Don't worry. Don't get nervous. She comes in, oh, so how you doing? And now, of course, the woman I slept with, her girlfriend, you know, she did it because she wanted to, she wanted to rub it in a little bit. Exactly. Exactly, Trey Day. That's exactly the way that shit was. I was motivated. I was all casual. I thought it was gonna be like, you know, Gina Gershon or some shit like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I looked, I saw get out of the car with fire. I was out. 
So the girl, she just wanted to rub it in a little bit, just to, you know, create the illusion of, I'm not about to get stabbed up in here. No. So she comes out and makes some little kind of like, like slightly flirty. I'm not, and I'm looking at the girlfriend and I'm looking at the steel in her eyes. And I just uh, blanked on it. Just went like blank. Like, Eugene, do you want to play the poop? Eugene, do you want to stick your head in the lion's cage? You know, Eugene, that's what we did before. She knew we were exes. But she, the public story was that just needed a place to stay that night, sleeping on the couch. I'm not playing that. I just, uh, yes. Didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't know. I'm not going to get stabbed. I'm not going to get stabbed. So anyway, that's a digression. The point is that this softens the blow of her having, but you know what? All the other signs were there. All of the other signs were there. All of the 40-year-old, the commentary, John Anik, or Din Thomas was like, ah, you know, she, and this is a real test for her. It's been a couple of years. She has it. It's like a real test for her. You know, she's 40, and she's not. And they're right. It's like drumming, right? They say, okay, I want, you know, we're going to do a drop on the one. And the guy goes, okay, go. That was two. You did the drop on the two. You didn't do it on the one. <laughs> she was doing that. She was fast. It was Holly. But she was, for those on SoundCloud, I just did a stutter step. She was going on the two, not the one. In other words, in other words, given what they pay her, it becomes like that John Wick moment where everybody in the organization has a commonly held understanding that it's time. It's time. Time for what? Time for her to go. Based on what you're being paid, at this point, the amount of favors we who pay you will be minimal. Minimal. Why? Let's look at the jungle. What do you got to threaten us with? What, do, what is what is Winkle John gonna what is he gonna withhold from us? I mean, what? You got done in by the judges. How's that non-championship life treat you? They might have looked the other way. I don't think Caitlin Vera won that fight. But 12 minutes of control time against the fence doesn't count it. You know, in a weird way, I, I, I feel for you, Holly, because if you had if you had taken her down to the ground and 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 mounted her, you probably would have gotten more credit. Why? Because there are more options for how she could escape the escape a ground mount than uh, standing up. But it, it, everybody should be on notice. If you're held up against the fence and you do nothing. You put the onus of doing something on the person who's holding you against the fence, and if they do nothing, it doesn't redound to their benefit. They are making a terrible tactical error, and they suck. And that's what happened. And her saying she thinks that she she won afterward, that was the saddest portion of the picture. That was full-on misty-as-fuck moment. That was full on when Junior Dos Santos Cigano says, yeah, my next fight, when I come back again, you come back again, you come back again, 
<laughs> There's no again. I think I won that fight. Yeah. I think so too. I'm not Sal the model. Sal the model was the first sign that you had that you were about to get fucked and not in the fun way either. Yeah, that's a sad story. I didn't bring it up for no reason. The JDS thing. Okay, his shoulder popped out. Listen, you're talking to a guy who's 59. You're talking to a guy who started fighting MMA at 40. And whose first match, he got knocked out at the end of the first round. I, they gave me, it was underground, so they were like, huh. All right, let him stand up. He said he tripped. Let him go. And then got choked out the second round by, thank God, Chris Sanford from the first season of the Ultimate Fighter TV show. Also at the time, Caesar Gracie's striking coach. I had no idea who he was. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that post-injury celebration. But you know, I like I I I I like uh, Blahowitz's first thing, which is like, what? God hates him today. Why? What did you do? What did you do that God hates you so much? So Holly, what somebody needs to do is to say, you know what? You got one more big payday. Unless you're going to switch weight classes, which I don't advise, you got one more big payday. Let the dust settle around these other others, uh, two or three at the top. And when it seems like you got, you know, then you start making crazy noises, go social media, go the whole thing, start getting some heat behind you. And then you fight that one. It'll probably be the last fight in your contract anyway. And then go to pro wrestling or bare knuckle fighting based on your financial needs or yes right meet up with ronda in the pro wrestling thing make some cash and then consider it done yeah uh, it's a good play for misha misha knows that she's got no clocks at home that run run backwards and thank god she stopped sending me maybe i just defriended her stop sending me bikini photos thank you i'm not saying that because she's a mom i just don't need my fighters sending me half naked photos thank you yeah, okay, there you go. Mr. Is answered it. So uh Ponzinibbio, he got robbed. Do do you care? Not necessarily. Pahara. Exciting, whatever. I you know, clown prince. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? I don't remember. What was the third flight leading up to it? Not, not the co-main, right before the co-main. That was uh, one of the other ones I cared about. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'm going to get to Chidi. Chidi. Tate wants to fight. It's just deck chairs on the, it's just deck chairs. Valentina, Valentina, bona fide champ. Yep. Pahara has had some problems. He's had to readjust. He got busted for the DUI. He's asked to his ass. And he's also been able to see the way other clown princes go. You realize if you're a Brazilian West Sims, you don't get the same the same love. They don't keep you around for last shits and giggles. You got to be able to either speak the language or, you know, they're not keeping you in the oopsie for that. No. There were a couple, there were a couple of bona fide cares on the card. I didn't expect Parker Porter to uh to last in, in under any circumstance but i didn't care about the guy he was fighting 
But the guy who choked out Parker Porter, that dude, that dude, there's something there. But we have to dis- we have to define the something there. If we've talked about this show, we talked about the ticking ticking time bomb that is the Oofsi. There are only two or three players that are keeping me in this game. And if by the time those guys reach the end of their threads, if you haven't come up with something, if you haven't come up with something to replace them with, I'm out. I'll do this show. And maybe you have to say, like you say to me about boxing, Eugene, did you see that Charlo fight? And I go, Charlo, who's that? Who's that? Charlo? That's the place it will take in my life. So you take a guy who's who's who could fight at 205, but fights heavyweight and moves like, I can't even remember the guy's name. I know he's a care. In order to find him again, I have to go back to look to see who's fighting. I have to see who Parker Porter fought. And then I uh, name names. Easy. Johnny Boney Joni, Francis Ngannou, Stipe still has some juice. So the heavyweight cats, uh, I don't do it for the love with heavyweight. I do it for the public acclaim. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, uh, Valentina Svejanko, bona fide champ. Uh, Izzy. Uh, uh, I'm still there. Uh, I'm still there for. Um, is he? It's not more than five. Literally, not more than five. I'm not there for Conor Ma- accused anal rapist Conor McNuggets. I give a crap what that guy does. Live or die. Spit on the ground. Poop on the sidewalk. I don't care. At this point now, I love the Nates. Although, yeah, Max Holloway might keep me there. But even Max Holloway is starting to have a heart. That you can say, why fight for the belt? All these cats, they're aging, but some of them are doing something else. They're aging out. You know, this is there's a small difference between having been the, the, the champ and being the champ, and it's a very small difference. You still get to keep the belt. It's not like they make one and you got to give it back. It's not like the Axe and Stanford and, and Cal. And, and Anderson Silva said it best. He goes, you know, it's a, it's a lot of pressure carrying this thing around. Still a champ. Still a possible Hall of Famer. Don't need your belt. And once you get to that... Once you get to that point, it's not just going stale. This is not a character issue with them. How many of you have done the same job for 10 years? I was almost a decade at Ozzy. And at the end, I used to walk down the hallway and pray for God to destroy the building. I didn't know it would come in the form of COVID and a federal investigation, but whatever. I like, yeah, I like Bryce, but they're not. We're talking about the names that keep you there. Keep, and I can think over time there've been names. I, I, I had a reading in Chicago the night Cain Velasquez fought uh, uh, the the uh, Lesnar. And usually I'd hang out, sign books, and then you know have a talk, and then I finish the talk and say, "Hey, listen, you guys want to talk to me? I'll be across the street." Literally left the merch table, left the books on it. Don't give a shit. Ran across the street to watch the fight. Ended up passing out on the floor of the bar. 
From drink, Eugene? Not from drink. I screamed so loud and long where Kane took out uh, uh, Lesnar that I blacked out from lack of oxygen, slid off of their very modern uh, aluminum chairs, and found myself being lifted up off the floor by fight fans who had also been at the reading. Who am I doing that for now? For Dustin Poirier? Exactly. And you know what? Dark Star Eric Anders. Sorry, uh, Cyclone brought up. Dark Star. <laughs> uh, Eric Anders, they keep saying he's got it all. If this guy can't make it, and you watch that fight and go, that's why you are where you are. And I go, the one thing I go, is fighting is really fundamentally a very strange kind of exercise. But it's like you don't have, like, if I'm an engineer, how long does it take for me to figure out that I'm not a good engineer? First of all, if I get through school and get a degree, I'm probably not that terrible. How many years? It might take you 40 years to figure out you're a sucky engineer. Or you just move into management where you most of the CEOs, a friend of mine told me most of the CEOs in America have engineering degrees, which I found that hard to believe, but whatever. He said it. He had an engineering degree. CEO. It's about control. Gotcha. So it could be 40 years before you figure out, you know, I'm a shitty. Being a fighter is like, I got to get to the front of the line. I don't have time. I don't have time. I look at Eric Anders and I was like, man, he's always about to turn 40 and these kids are the this and the that. You were terrible, man. And I feel terrible saying that you were terrible, but you were terrible. That 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 MO is not working for anybody. The hold him against the cage thing is not, it didn't work for Holly. It didn't work for Anders. In fact, the past few fights where we've seen people adopt it as an MO, it's not worked for any of them. You know why? Cheating, that's why. I've got an over-under tie-up, and we're against the cage. Over-under. And my head, my head is on the side, this side, because I could guide you to the floor this way. For those who are just listening on SoundCloud, I can't explain it. <laughs> now, if you if there's a reason why you're not sliding that elbow like Chide over the arm that's got the overhook, if you're not sliding that into a you know a, a Muay Thai elbow slash into the jaw, I don't know what it is. Is it because you're afraid you're gonna get taken down? Then that's what judges rightfully are responding to. You had over 10 minutes of control time in the case of Holly Holmes against the cage, and you did nothing with that. I don't know why they keep Anders around. I'm glad I didn't pick him. My beef with Matt Groening of the Simpsons. That's easy. One of the worst interviews I ever had, by which I mean I didn't like him. It was funny for a guy to be that funny and to be so, so unpleasant in person. <laughs> and mistakenly so. Because three quarters of the way through the interview, when he realized I knew something about music, which is what his, his real geek zone, I mentioned Universal Congress of, he goes, oh, you know them? I just did a cover for them. And I go, yeah, you know, my band is, oh, but he's trying to be nice at that point. 
too fucking late. My other, my other least favorite interview ends up being with this woman, Linda, the one who does all his design seminars online, L-Y-N-D-A. Turns out, who is she? <laughs> she asked me during the interview, she goes, who was the worst interview you ever had? I go, ah, everybody thinks this guy is great, but I just, I hated him. She goes, who? I go, Matt Groening from The Simpsons. She gets real quiet. Her husband's sitting there. I go, what? Did I? I'm sorry. It's Hollywood. I forgot. You guys all know each other. She goes, know each other. That's my ex-husband. So my least favorite female interview had been married to my least favorite male interview. Incredible. So there were other fights. There were other reasons. Chide loved this guy. And I expected him to be part of this Nigerian crew. And he's like, he's like they opens his mouth. He's like, from the Fifth War in Houston, Texas. That was a surprise. I like that. So in other words, here we are in May. You got a few more months left in 2022. Give me something. Show me something, Mr. Cardio Kickboxing. Show me something, Mr. Bald One. You're going to have to make an adjustment. And if you think you can squ- like squander what's left of what little you have, like you squandered the Diaz's, like you squandered everybody else that you didn't have over a barrel, like Stipe, if you think you got beyond this year, you're wrong. Because when I think of things that will keep me coming back in 2023, at most five. In actual fact, if Johnny Bonagioni fights this year and you haven't put together the Ngano fight, I'm accepting as a secondary substitute Stipe and Johnny Boney Jr. That's acceptable. Put that shit together in 2022. I want to hear it. But unless there's something happened that maybe that I've... Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I haven't been paying attention. Maybe uh, maybe there's something coming up in 2023. I haven't paid... Look at who they let go. You know, they did something piece in Belgium with Gegard Mousasi. They let Gegard Mousasi go. They won't pay him. Gegard Musasi. Let the Diaz's cool. They, they don't move the needles. It's <laughs> the only decent thing Kogan ever said. Making fun of the ball for the moving the needle thing. Come on. Got to keep us in. Keep us in. Keep up. No more reasons. No more excuses. Reasons. No more reasons. No excuses. How about that? In other words, don't be a bad, bad guy. Gonna be a bad guy? I got that. At least be a good, bad guy. Book these fights. Keep us engaged. Keep us coming back for the crack. Don't shoot each other in the parks. That's the end of the story. Oliver? Who's Oliver? (laughs) What am I forgetting? Oliver? McGano versus Oliver? Who's Oliver? Can I have some more, sir? How come I don't know this name? <laughs> yeah, Eric Anders is the cold player of MMA. Right. Oliveira, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That makes sense. Uh, you know what You know what my buddy said about Coldplay? He goes, for the first 30 seconds of any Coldplay song, they make you think whatever you're doing is the most crucial, crucial shit ever. And then halfway into the song, you realize, nah, man, it's just Coldplay. That's Eric Anders. You got that right. Yeah, no, 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 I got it. I got it. I, Oliver, I'm like... Yeah, I, that McAnno fight versus Oliver, Olivier, the Bronx, I'm happy for. 
because uh, 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 Oliveira is one of the few people, it's probably one of the five that's going to keep me sticking around. Maybe, maybe. But I'm not lined up for the Cerrone fight. You keep trying to put uh, a Diaz with somebody who's going to destroy his entry into the boxing world. I'm not into seeing that. Give him a competitive fight. Let him ride off into the sunset. What are you doing that for? What are you doing that for? You think that's what we want to see? I wish they had. I wish they had managed. I wish you'd gone back for your coat. Yeah. So next week we got no fight. Thank goodness. There's no no care. Don't care tomorrow. But there is a surprise on Crooklyn's corner. Ta da! I'm the guest. They're playing twenty questions. They're trying to stump me. Twenty questions that I haven't uh, answered before. Strangely enough. Strangely enough. In fact, in fact, yeah, yeah, that was that was great, and that was <laughs> that was great about he looks like Elder Barge. No, uh, I I told a story on the twenty questions with Crookless Corner that caused Steph to get very quiet. <laughs> but you got to understand, after jujitsu, as I tell so many of those stories, at this point in time, I'd like to shill it so that you guys listen to it. I don't even remember what the story was, but it it had to do with uh, sex and filthiness, and I don't know what I did. It just caused Steph to kind of get quiet. <laughs> Can I cut this and still have a show? I don't know. I'm not going to listen to it again, so if you listen to it, uh, let me know. DC, DC was good in certain regards last night, and specifically, he did his research responding to Dominic Cruz thing. He did his research, but, um, and in general, I find the tone of the timbre. He's a friend of knuckle up. I find his voice to be soothing and, and relaxing, but, uh, and he's doing his research now, but, um, but he's been doing a job for too long. It's a hard job. I still like attic. And, uh, and, and, and keep in mind, keep in mind, I didn't close off the loop with the Holly home thing in the beginning. Uh, Mr. Is tipped me to her political her political uh, uh, sympathies vis-a-vis the QAnon thing and the old. And then I was like, yeah, man, I don't want to be that guy who's like, yeah, but I think I'm that guy. Like Jack Nicholson once said, it's hard to be friends with people who are uh, stupid. <laughs> um, and, and 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 the key to being smart at this point in time now for Holly is to know exactly where you are, to focus specifically on where your place in space, because if you don't, the jungle's going to get you. Going to get you. And I can already see it. I, I, I think I won that fight. Yeah, well, you didn't. <laughs> what does that say? You need to think about what that says and what that means and who that means you are now and where you are. That's when the mist comes marching in. Thank you. Anyway, this is version 217, the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. We got Crooklyn's Corner tomorrow at noon, 20 questions with me's. You got If the Shoes Fit coming up on Tuesday. If the Shoes Fit is with John Nash this week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, read the Substack if you haven't already. A Death in the Playground. I'm not going to be hanging out at the playground where people are shooting each other to death, so I should be okay this week. We'll see you next Sunday. Do not die. If any of you in Memphis, any of you in Memphis, 
let me know sooner rather than later. I'm going to be there for a day, a day. Until then, I think the kid, it's very quiet. I think the kid might be sleeping. So I'm going to whisper here because I don't want to wake her up. Look what you made me do. And don't die. Don't die, Blondie. Don't die. Don't die.